Welcome back to the podcast. This time it's a solo podcast, but we'll have guests on soon after this. And we're talking about a decisive figure in the world of politics. Be assured, this is not this isn't going to be a political podcast where we're going to debate, like you know, like NPCs about who's the best politician and whatnot. But we're speaking about a decisive figure, Mr. Donald Trump, and you know, in our case, you know, he's a very funny individual. Rowan here likes to do impressions of the man, you know, but, you know, we're here to pose a question, a question that we've seen a lot recently, and obviously is a recent arrest in Georgia. Will he be the next president of the United States? What do you think, Rowan? Yeah, I think 100% he'll be the next president of the United States. And the reason being is because there's a Simpsons episode where it actually predicts this. There's like a, a screen grab which Al Jean posted, who's Al Jean's like one of the co-presenters of the co-producers of Simpsons. And in the background, like there's a screenshot of Homer flying. He's flying over a parade, I think. I, I, I'm not 100% sure on the episode name. I couldn't actually find it. But in the background, there's a sign that says Trump 2024. And we know how accurate the predictions from the Simpsons are. It's just, if the if the Simpsons predict it at some stage, then it's, it's definitely going to happen. Whether that's just because the fire so many darts at the board that one sticks or that Matt Groening's the uh, time traveller and he can see what happens in the future. Who knows? There's also an episode, just to go straight into like, the predictive programming side of things, there's also an episode of The Simpsons where it's, it's quite an old one. I think it came out in, two, in 2000 or 2001 where mm. Lisa becomes the, the president and she there's a passing comment about how uh, Trump, who was in power before her, left the country in a state, which is just—it's just a kind of crazy like connection to make. Though it was so like passed off as, as just like a throwaway comment. But if you listen back to it, it sounds like I don't know. It seems like something that has actually happened. But yeah, I I feel like Trump is definitely at this stage poised to be the next president. I think everything's lined up for him to be the next president, and that it's it's by design at the end of the day. By design, hundred percent. I, th- I think there's a whole divide between him as a Republican and then Biden as a Democrat, and it's quite obvious to me. Don't know if it's obvious to anyone else that Biden has just been put there as like a, a puppet of sorts who is completely incompetent and is just a bumbling idiot. Can't even complete a full sentence without stuttering at least. 10 times can't even walk upstairs into the plane and I, th- I think that's completely by design I think they've just put him in, in place to make him look like an absolute imbecile so it means that the next president they'll, they'll obviously make this com- comparison between him and Trump and be like oh well Trump was much better of a president because like you you don't know what you've got until it's gone so people are going to be like more poison more in a position to be accepting of Donald Trump whether you believe that Trump is going to be a great president or not I like let's leave politics out of it, but it does seem that way if you look at it from that angle. It does seem like there's a bit of a setup there, and of it, it it's just it's like the Hegelian dialectic, if people are aware with that theory. So it's like you you um essentially like come up with a a problem and then you create the solution for it, and then that makes it seem for people like oh you come up with a solution, so we should trust you which would be like, oh, they've created the problem of like Biden being in control. But at first it was everyone was going at Trump. They hated Trump so much. He was like an awful person. 
and then they bring Biden in to make him look like an idiot, and then they bring Trump in as the savior, and they're like, oh, thank the people will be like, oh, thank you for saving us from that. So it's like a, yeah, it's it's a very interesting roundabout way of doing things, but I think that's where it seems to be going at the minute. Don't know what you think about that in there. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think what you said I agree with, especially with the fact that now he's, according to the news in the mainstream, he's currently in prison. So if they set him up to be president, to be reinstated from jail, to become the president, you know, it's like the saviour almost. Like there's often comparisons made in the conspiracy world where people suggest that this guy is in fact the Antichrist. I don't know what you think about that. You know, there's been many suggestions hypothesizing that, you know, he's like the false messiah in a sense. You know, he's often sometimes he's often compared to even to 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 Jesus, which may be a mockery of the Messiah himself. But I'd like to know what you think about that as well. The the whole Antichrist thing. Yeah, well, 100%. I mean, it's like a, a, a false saviour, a blinding light that will come in and, and be atop the throne. And I think people are willing to accept it. I don't know if, if you're familiar with um, Donnie Dark and I believe his Twitter thread is, his Twitter handle. But yes, I'm aware of, of Yeah, it's where I got a, a lot of the information from on, on, in terms of the fact of Trump being, being the Antichrist. And it's actually quite an interesting theory that he poses because... Primarily, the idea is that the last people to be fooled by Satan is the is the Christians, and a lot of a lot of Christians at the minute you see are fervently support supporting Trump to be like the the, the savior of the Western world essentially, and they want Trump to be the next big thing. And I think that seemingly could be. I'm I'm, I'm not a hundred percent pinning the fact that Trump is the Antichrist, but it, it does seem like there's a there's something going on in terms of the fact that <clears throat> a lot of Christians seem to be comparing him to Christ at the minute. And there's a, there's actually quite a little a lot of base in, in, in the idea of the comparisons between Trump and Christ. A lot of people would argue, especially like Donnie Dark and that Trump is essentially like a a mockery of Jesus in a sense. Even if you look through his family lineage. So for example um Trump's mother. So like is a the matriarch of the Trump family was actually her surname was Christ, which is actually quite interesting. And Trump's mother is called Mary. Obviously you have Mary Magdalene, which is Jesus's mother as well. And then as well, there's more. So there's um just give me one moment. As an aunt called Elizabeth, who is who was the uh, matriarch of the house and Jesus had a aunt called Elizabeth, cousin John, who Jesus had a cousin John as well. So it seems like there's a lot of connections there to Christ, and obviously there's the Christ family that goes back. Um, also, as well in like the, the Masonic text and like uh, playing cards that you have the the Trump card. Everyone knows the Trump card. Everyone's like, oh, the Trump card is the it's it's like a, it's just a common saying, isn't it? It's like you have literally the Trump cards. Um, like the, the playing cards that you can get over here with like different things. It's like whatever wins trumps it. And either that was something that's been planted long ago into our psyche. It's like, oh, that's a, there's a connection there. Or if it's just complete coincidence, but there seems to be some sort of like prophecy being fulfilled where like the Trump card is like representative of like Donald Trump coming in and basically 
being the the, the savior that people don't expect to come and it's like oh that's the trump card that is the that's like what is going to trump the rest of the world and it's going to it's going to come in it's going to be the messiah is going to be person the person that basically like overthrows the deep states he says and uh, drains the swamp so yeah i, th- I think there's a there, there can be a lot argued for that um even if we look into like gematria there's a lot of gematria going in into the whole whole situation with donald trump i mean I, re- I remember reading something a while ago it was about how trump was actually put in power so he actually became president exactly 6666 6, weeks after the birth of adolf hitler so that obviously is just very coincidental but it's actually quite a, an interesting synchronicity and as well <clears throat> so the recent attack <clears throat> on israel there's actually a lot of connections i think like adam from the illusion who we had on the podcast before and also donnie dark would argue there's a lot of interesting connections between israel <clears throat> and trump for example the the recent israel attack was at exactly 36 weeks before trump's upcoming birthday so 36 like three sixes like 666 or uh 666 being the 36th triangular number so there's some chematria laid in there and I think there's this push for Trump to also almost be seen as or placed in a power of like the Messiah. It seems like they're lining him up to be. So I know that we're looking into like the genealogy, like rabbis in Israel are looking into the genealogy of King David and they're trying to make a connection between him and Trump. And that's supposed to be like bringing in the, the way for the new Messiah, who Trump will be. And also <clears throat> people told trump that his his name equals equals the messiah um in gematria and that equals to 424 and there's an interesting video that went up a while ago of trump touching the western wall he was actually the first president to do it so he touched the western wall in israel which is like one of the most sacred um walls and the moment he touches it the clock turns to 424 which is really interesting because obviously like we just said about the 424 connection so there's a an interesting coincidence there now can you call that coincidence i'm not 100 percent sure but there seems to be a lot of weird connections going on at least at some level um, like we say with like the messiah it seems like they're mocking jesus and they want to bring in now I, i'm not i'm not arguing for any any side here I'm, I'm just like staying the facts but from a christian perspective if they wanted to mock jesus and bring in like the new messiah who they believe is who should have been in place of jesus they would probably go ahead and mock mock the person they want to ridicule, you know. So they have Trump come in and it's he's, he's basically the same as Jesus in the fact that he's got a mother called Mary, uh, <clears throat> aunt called Elizabeth, cousin called John, same as Jesus. And then, yeah, so it's quite interesting, quite interesting. It, it does go very deep. don't know what you think about that. Yes, yeah, and nice connections you put up there and... Obviously, Trump being in Israel, it wasn't a surprise. Like um, the whole, the whole, the whole wall is all connected. As it, it's all there to serve Western interests, but as with the US, obviously the the economy there is probably not great. So it's probably been designed that way to ensure that Trump comes in and saves the US. You know, um, obviously. You've talked earlier and we've spoke earlier about uh, perhaps Biden's incompetence that it's been done in design to ensure that Trump comes in and saves the US. But 
like the whole antichrist thing i think there is possible truth but again it's all hypothetical at the end of the day and you know what really is the antichrist we never know but there is sufficient evidence well not evidence i should say support to suggest that it's true you know you've got the whole trump tower how he came about as an entrepreneur and then somehow becoming president uh, he was on a show with oprah winfrey in the 1980s i don't know if you're aware of that i think it was with her and uh, where where um he's asked he if he'll be president. president yes obviously yeah. that's uh, another level of, that another level of predictive programming there whether it's predictive programming or just manifestation coming into light or the elites prophesizing his script let's say it could be the case that even back then did they know that he was going to be president i think 20 2016 i don't know god knows well it's like we we argue the thing about everything being scripted anyway everything's just like a script at the end of the day mm. and we're just running on a script but at the same time like I, th I think there probably is some level of like magic or predictive programming going on there where they want to put it into people's psyches that Trump is, is at some point going to be president. It does seem predestined. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think with almost 99% certainty that Trump will be the president in 2024. Like, I really don't doubt for a second. There's, there's many, maybe a smidge of me that could doubt the fact that he might be president. But for the time being, as it stands, I cannot see anyone getting anywhere near to the level of popularity that Trump like has at the minute and the amount of momentum going into that presidency. Like I think people just want Biden out as soon as possible. Like obviously I'm not, I'm not hundred percent in tune with American politics because I don't live there. But at the same time, I, th I think a lot of people are just tired of Biden. Is that by design? That could hundred percent be by, by design that people just put him in there in that position of power because he's senile and he doesn't know what's going on. It's, but it's like the whole, twin pillars the the red and the blue it's 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 a distraction of senses it's 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 basically just it's, it's not a true representation of how life is it's like it's just you're choosing one side or the other at the same time but it's all about neutrality and i think what they want is just to separate people and to keep them divided and that's one of the ways to do it is to just have people bicker over like left or right red or blue you know it's the whole twin pillars side of like masonry where you have like boaz and yakin um like the, the twin power uh, the twin towers at the temples the twin pillars sorry and it's it's all a distraction tactic at the end of the day and i think they just want people divided and separated and politics is another way to do that it's it, it's two people playing the same side is is the janus is the head two two sided head which is in both ways it's the same it's the same same coin it's the same coin there but at the same time people are bickering over which side is right and don't think either side is right at the end of the day and yeah the, people are just put in power because they decided that they get put in power at the end of the day you know there's, there's not really much decision on the part of of people to decide who's actually in a position of power um but I think we get distracted over like the little things and arguing over who's right and who's gone or who's right and who's left. Um, yeah. Exactly. And there's no better way of him being president as he is perhaps the most decisive man on the planet. 
you know, anything he says, one side will agree, the other will disagree, and it's just going to cause chaos. I mean, obviously, in the US last year, there was the whole Capitol riots. I don't know if that was the inauguration, I believe. On Jan 6th? Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. a yeah. That was a capital. That was, that was when they claimed that Trump instigated the um, the attacks on the Capitol building, and they say it was as bad as nine eleven. Quite- yeah, you see what I mean. <laughs> so like, you know, order out of chaos. You know, that's what the the Freemasons love. You know, so it's there for people to to be distracted by all of this. You know, again, people may say the attack is is a psyop or whatever, but. Nevertheless, it was a distraction regardless and all the division is there to, you know, ruin, not, not necessarily ruin, but to keep people distracted, as you said before. Like, it, it keeps them away from their purpose. And, yeah, that's that's it, really. I mean, you just got to stay away from it all. Like, it's all, it's all chaos, really. Like, yeah, it's just so easy to get wrapped up in, isn't it? All that. Mm-hmm. It's like you never know what's going to happen with Trump one minute, they say he's in jail one minute, they say he's, you know, on, on his truth social account that he's, that he's, he's, he's going to be instated or whatever, you know, so you don't know with him, that's the, you know, it's his job at the end of the day. Well, to me, that just seems like a lot of, a lot of chicane, it's just, it's just all like a puppet show, is that, isn't it, at the end of the day, like. Is he actually been arrested? Has he actually gone to jail? I think that's just part of it. I think they just want to make him out to be like this bad person and then everyone starts rooting for him more because they're like, why have you put him in jail? That's a load of rubbish. Like, it's so obviously a stupid decision to put him in jail when they've got Biden doing the exact same thing. But they don't do anything to Biden. I, I think it's just so obvious that people, they'll know people will get annoyed at it and then they'll start rooting for Trump because they'll see him as the underdog and then when he comes out. But I, I think it's just, they're playing for the same team at the end of the day. They're just playing on two levels. And I think Trump's just playing his part very well. And not don't get me wrong, I love Trump. Like I think he's a he's a funny guy, very funny. But at the same time, I, I don't necessarily think he's on our side. I think it's it's like a Masonic rise from darkness to light. It's like a fal- false awakening essentially. I think that's what we're experiencing at the minute, really. I think I think that's a lot like not on a level where wearing where we know about like being more yourself and like surrounding yourself with better people and improving yourself i think they want like the falls to light as in to get distracted by all the politics and believe that the world's going to to crap and that it's going to be saved by some messiah and that's their false awakening and people are like oh we've made it out because they want to create like their own utopia and it's like a, a false a false awakening at the end of the day and it's bringing people up to their level. Um, I think you could argue a lot as well that it's about the destruction of like religion. They want to get rid of religion as we know it, so they're bringing in these like political figures and stuff like that to basically replace those uh, religious figures we've had in the past. So yeah, it's quite interesting. But as well, on on the note of uh, of Trump getting put in jail, there's also the the mugshot that became very popular. Yeah. A great mugshot, you know the one I'm sure. I think everyone's seen it at this point. And there was there was a divide as to whether people loved that picture or hated that picture as well. 
people really? like it was a great picture because so many people paid attention to it it was like perfectly shot i think because some people loved it for the fact that well like, oh, trump looks cool this is like such a cool badass picture and then other people were like oh thank god he's in jail thank god he's locked up this is a great photo because he's been locked up and it's, it's representative of oh got rid of trump so great picture <laughs> But I yeah, there's a, there's a... go on, oh, sorry, no. what? Like, I, don't I don't really get why <laughs> people would celebrate that he's in jail. What difference does it make to your life that he's in jail? You know, like it's pretty hilarious when you think about it. But it's pretty interesting. Obviously, arrested in Georgia, and recently, I don't know if it was recently or last year. I can't remember. But obviously, the the attack on the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, uh, significant as well. Whether oh, that relates that. to that? the Georgia Guidestones, yeah, something about, about that. What's that? There was a, a set of statements on there about like depopulation and all that that was destroyed 42 years after it was created. So, oh, really? Oh, what well, they've got rid of it now? Well, it was they they they, they destroyed it. What protesters? No, no, there's some, uh, let me check. I think it was last year. I don't remember that at all. You don't I, remember? I knew about the Georgia Guidestones uh, because it says something like keep the Earth's yeah, population was, at, was it 500 million or something like that? Yeah, 500 million. Yeah, it was blown yeah. up. Oh, really? Think, yeah. On the on, oh, wow. on the sea. On the 6th of July last year. Oh, that's interesting. So I wonder if that was like QAnon or I wonder if that was actually some protesters going up there and blowing it up. I don't know. Or they've done it as an inside job and made it look like it's someone else doing it. Yeah. Well, I'm not exactly sure whether that connects with Trump or not, but it's, it's, it's interesting nevertheless. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. 100%. Um, the whole thing with the mugshot, though, as well. So in that picture, there's actually like a, a an interesting rundown that I didn't even make a connection between that I heard. So have you seen Zoolander, the film? No, I've not seen it. Never seen Zoolander. So Ben Stiller is a, is a model in it. People always say that Trump does like the blue steel pose. And in that mugshot, I think you can argue that he does like the blue steel pose, which is sort of like a, a pouting thing. It looks like he's pouting in a way. And... It's interesting because that pose is called the blue steel, and obviously you have the connection there between Trump always saying that the election was stolen. Now, obviously, it was a blue steel because it was the Democrats stealing the election from the Republicans, so it's blue steel, which is quite interesting. Whether that was like purposeful, it's a nice little nod to whoever was in the know there, or like actually made the connection. But I think that, to a degree, just shows that. There's something going on in, in terms of the fact that the world being a stage. And at the end of the day, like, why would you release your mugshot anyway? I, I, th I just think that's a weird thing to do. Or, like, why would you let it be released? I guess it's cool. It's great for publicity at the end of the day, though. For publicity, yeah. it's absolutely amazing. And whether he knew that, like, whether he knew on a level that it was like, oh, I'm going to do the blue steel pose because it's showing that it's like a blue steel, like the Democrats stealing the election. Possibly he did that. I'm not 100% sure, but I just. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. 
And it's like I just searched up the blue steel and it does look quite similar to the mugshot that Trump posed, which is pretty unique and um as well like that is very good symbolism you know as manly p horse said man the world is symbols of i'm just paraphrasing what he said but it's all symbolic so if people see the symbols they'll know what what it really means and what you said there with that mugshot and the connection could possibly be true so again yeah. whoever is on the nose is they're not geniuses they're just intelligent to put out symbolism that most people do not understand or even know yeah well it's twilight language that's what it's called so twilight language is like where you use a system of symbols and codes so your brain won't pick it up on a conscious level but it picks it up on a subconscious level and that's why you have so many symbols used in the public it's like the whole thing we, we talked about with uh, the starbucks logo and things like that where I think I think Sylvia you tweeted this after we'd actually done the episode and we didn't actually pick it up. So it might be good good to mention now. So the the Starbucks logo is actually like of a um, a mermaid who took money from the poor. So essentially the star uh, the Starbucks logo is solidifying in the subconscious of people that go there and purchase their stuff that you're essentially a peasant and that's keeping you at that level and you're always going to be you're always going to be second to the people in power and you're always going to be being served by them which is actually quite interesting i'm not saying don't go to starbucks i mean i don't really go to starbucks but at the same time it's like these symbols and codes that people use so like the trump one would be an example of that whether it was a conscious level i think a lot of the speaking that we do is actually on a subconscious level and we don't even realize it a lot of things is energy and symbols comes into that. Yeah, that's true. And you 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 messaged me before actually. Um, you had a dream one night about Mr. Donald Trump. Oh so, my god, that's true. But I can't even remember what the dream was about now. When was that? That was like a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Let me just double check. I don't think yeah. I put anything in there. What was the dream about? Where did I put it? Where did I put it? Give me a moment. I'm gonna have to read through the messages now. Uh, yes, that's it. I'm just checking. Did I message you on Discord about it? Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you said that you had. It was on the 12th of October, so that yeah, just yeah. over two weeks ago. You said you yeah, had yeah, a dream yeah. about and that he won the elections, and then there would be. Uh, this one is not. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say it, but. You know, you said that there will be a lot of terrorist attacks. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dream. I do remember it now. I do remember glimpses of the dream now. Yeah, he won the election. And then I just remember going round everywhere and just loads of stuff was blowing up and like people were getting blown up and stuff like that. It wasn't a very, wasn't a very fun dream. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know if that's just planted in the subconscious. I don't know if I'm seeing things. I don't know if I'm predicting the future. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if that does happen, then people say you control the opposition, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, possibly, possibly. Like in my dream, it was immediately after he got like inaugurated that terrorist yeah. attacks started happening. So I think if that happened in real life, that would be like a bit ridiculous. And I think people would suss it out too quickly. I think they always do that, though. They always have like little examples of, they always put things in the. 
in the subconscious or the, the put things in the conscious that people might pick up on. Mm. It's like when we were trying to predict like the World Cup, who were going to win the World Cup and stuff like that. Like Jude Bellingham scoring the first goal and he was number 22 and it was the um, 2022 World Cup and little bits like that. And you had the eight and there was a connection with eight and England. I can't remember what it was now. Um, something like that. But they have things like that where it's like you can actually find it if you look, but there's things hidden below the surface that you're not picking up on. And it just goes amiss, and then you miss those little codes until it's like too late, you know. So I, th- I think I think it's just to confuse people at the end of the day and send people into many different directions. Because if you confuse people and they don't know where they're going, you're basically in a labyrinth. You're in the rabbit hole, and you don't know which direction is the right way to go. And that, that's the whole thing with like the the left and right, really, isn't it? At the end of the day, like you have two sides, two oppositions. And they're basically fighting the same the same battle, but we'll be shaking hands backstage. Yeah, WWE. Yeah, WWE. <laughs> well, Trump was on WWE as well. Here's oh, another yeah. point. It's like the whole thing with Ronald Reagan as well. Like Trump was is an is an entertainer at the end of the day. Like he's a businessman. Yeah, you can argue he's a businessman, but at the same time, he's been on. WWE and he's an he's an entertainer. Yeah, I think there's got there's got to be something going on there with like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he got it's like he got the popular Christmas show that everyone watches Home Alone. He was a feature. He, he featured it on there, if you yeah. remember, with um, the Every- actor Macaulay. That's Culkin. the thing. Though. Here's the thing that makes me suspect as well. Trump was absolutely adored by everyone. And I mean everyone before, like, he got into power. Like, you say, Oprah, he was on Home Alone, he was in WWE. And he didn't really have many, like, haters, like, rappers and stuff used to love him. And then as soon as he became president, people started hating him. And is that by design? Was that by design? Were people like, oh, we have to start hating him now to make it look like he's the bad guy? And then we bring Biden in, who's even worse. He's terrible. So people will get annoyed with us and then we'll flip the script and then we'll have Trump back in so people will love him even more now. <clears throat> and then that props him up as like the Messiah. Yeah. Most likely is the case, to be fair. I mean, there's, I mean, why Trump was so hated? Because, he, again, he'd be controversial. He would say stuff yeah. that would target a specific group of people and alienate that group of people from him intentionally in my opinion yeah i think it was very like cleverly worded at the end of the day where like you could get away it it was sort of like black and white i mean i mean it wasn't a black it wasn't black and white it was like in a gray area where you didn't actually know what he was saying but you could easily flip it both ways you could either either say it was being racist or you could say no, it, it wasn't racist at all. Like, it, it just said something. Like, you, you can see both sides of it if you look at it from, like, both angles. Yeah. And I think I, I think that's probably by design. You get him to say these things that, like, sort of controversial, but at the same time, they're not. Like, the, the borderline. So people can have a reason to him and then people won't. And that'll cause more divide between people. And as we've spoke about in the past, like, the divide is the, the biggest, the biggest thing when it comes to control. It's easier to control it separated and um, divided populace than it is to just control a group of people that are all together 
and fighting the same battle. Yeah, that's true. I mean, obviously, we know Trump is not the only one. People like Andrew Tate and Piers Morgan are the decisive figures that, like, oh, every time they speak, there's always a level of contro controversy surrounding their statements. So they're just there to play their roles at the end of the day. Yeah. It's controlled opposition, isn't it? But obviously, like, we can't prove the fact that it's controlled opposition. Yeah. You never know. It's just, maybe. Yeah, exactly. By design, um, it's interesting as well. Obviously, I've like the connection between Israel at the minute and, and Trump, and people saying, or like the rabbis and stuff, like paving a way for him to be the Messiah. Um, there's also also a thing with the with the coin. Let me just see if I can find this. Let me see if I can pull this up that uh, Donnie darkened put on his Twitter thread. There's an interesting thread. I think I shared it on the Occult Pod Twitter. Uh, let me just find it really quick. So it was a comparison between him and King Cyrus, who was a the king in Israel, I believe. And so many people make the uh, the connection between him and King Cyrus. Let me just see if I can pull up the thread really quick. Going to our account. Ooh. He was also handed the Torah crown as well, um, which is like a, a crown in Israel. And there was a mission statement that was given by the Israel Heritage Foundation, which stated, to await King David's descendant, our Messiah, to rule over land and bring peace to all nations. Now, obviously, we know how much of a peace negotiator Trump is heralded to be. That goes for the fact that when he, he marched into North Korea and he, he had good relations with Kim Jong-un, uh, he went over and created peace there. He might have called him fat, like in a passing comment. <laughs> I'll sneak this, this in. But at the same time, he still, um, he still managed to create peace between the two countries and also peace in the Middle East, like he was getting the, the, the troops out of the Middle East. So I think people see... Trump is like a, a peacekeeper and this is sort of like, it seems like they're paving the way almost for Trump to be the Messiah. And where was this here? Right, okay, I found it. So in February 2018, I'm going to credit Donnie Darkened as well because like most of this information comes from his Twitter thread. I'm not just going like, to not put him. So go check him out on, on Twitter if you can. So in, in February 2018, an Israeli organisation, the Mikdash Educational Centre, minted a temple coin bearing the image of Donald Trump beside King Cyrus, a Persian king whom the Jews referred to as a messiah, though he was a Gentile. So they have the coin comparing him to King Cyrus, who they hailed as the messiah at the time. So there's that comparison there. Um, king Cyrus conquered Babylon, which freed the Jews, allowing them to return home to build the second temple. The back of the Trump temple coin is, of course, the third temple. So there is a lot of talk at the minute of restoring the third temple in, in Jerusalem, which is actually quite interesting as well, because I, I, I don't want to get into that territory at all, but it's like, I don't know, there seems to be some, some setting up for Trump to be the, the Messiah, which is actually quite interesting. And then there's a video of him touching the wall at 424 when he's been called um, the, the Messiah, which equals 424. 
And also, Trump recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel on the nation's 70th year anniversary since its founding. Trump was born 700 days before the founding of Israel, and he was inaugurated when he was 70 years, seven months, and seven days old. And the coin that they gave, that they passed out, um, says on it, it says to fulfill 70 years, and they have those connections with 70 there. So, yeah, there does seem to be some sort of setting up between that and Trump becoming the Messiah, which is actually quite interesting. And in the Bible, it does say as well that, I might be butchering the quote completely, but essentially talking about the the Antichrist coming in and it's saying that you will not accept me as, as Christ. However, someone will come in their own name and yea, you will receive. So that is actually interesting because it says he's coming in his own name. Now everyone knows how important Trump's name is to him. You only have to be in New York to know how important it is to him. The buildings, the Trump Towers, you know, Trump is like the most important thing to Trump. And he's going to come in his own name and you will accept him. So, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. And it, it, it's sort of like he's this false light, is this false saviour that's going to come in and create peace amongst the world. He'll, he'll stop the wars and then he'll yeah, be heralded as the, the new saviour. Should be quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, next year will be an interesting year on the world stage. So, when he, if if he does become president, then you know the world will just have to watch and see what the what the man does. But I think earlier when we started, you talked a little. Uh, you briefly mentioned time travel, and there's that whole. I think it was Back to the Future. The whole. I don't know if it's Back to the Future or another. Um, there is a Back to the Future reference to it. Yeah, Back to the Future reference of um, his son, Baron Trump, or someone. Yeah, Baron Trump. Yeah. Having been the time traveller. Well, there's a book yeah. called The Adventures and Travels of Baron Trump. Have you yeah. seen about that? Yeah, I've seen it. I read about that theory back in like 2017 or something like that. But yeah, there's a book, The Adventures of, of Baron Trump. Baron Trump is is his son but in the book there's a there's a time machine that was handed to him by his father i believe in the story i could be butchering that is that right do you know i'm not too sure but yeah the story revolves around the time traveler baron trump is traveling through time people argue that donald is baron so it's kind of sort of this like weird time travel thing going on um Possibly, possibly he got hold of some secret technology that people didn't have access to and is able to travel through time and manipulate things and change things and put himself in power. But then, yeah, you have the relation to the Back to the Future episode. The second film, I believe it is, where Marty gets put into a a bad timeline where Biff is essentially donald trump like he seems like that's it's definitely modeled after donald trump 100 percent, because he, he has like the blonde hair he has like the, the casino and he just acts like trump i think he wears a robe that looks like a robe that trump has worn in the past and i think it's just modeled after and like the buildings like biff or something like that um 
I'll have to double check that. Hang on. Yeah, so the building is actually called. Is it called Biff Towers? Biff Tannen's Pleasure Paradise Casino and Hotel. And the picture on the front definitely looks like something Trump would have. Right. Yeah, it's, it's quite. An, there's an interesting connection there between the two. Um, yeah, the stuff like that is just. It, it just seems to be like Trump is this figure that is so prominent in in just culture that it seems so difficult to ignore. Yeah. Like how you mentioned with with the whole eight thing with the World Cup and all that stuff. If he does become president next year, it'll obviously be eight years since the since he first became president. That's a point. That's a point. And that's we know what the eight is as well. The eight representative of the, the snake eight eating its own tail is the other ball. Yeah. That's it. On the note of uh, Baron Trump as well, I've managed to get hold of a thread that leans into the idea of the time travel theory. This is from six years ago, so it is about the same time that I remember reading it back in 2017. If you find it on Reddit, you'll know there's going to be some deep shit on there. Everyone knows Reddit is the place to be when it comes to information about conspiracy theories. <laughs> but I'm going to give credit to user Ascended Minds, and this is six years ago, so... He wrote a thread that compared our timeline to the years 2004 to 2005. He also proposed that there may be one suspect involved. So he was talking about the Mandela effect. And he says, was it common knowledge that Donald Trump's uncle was a professor at MIT who prominently assisted in World War II? I can understand why the government wouldn't want to highlight this information as it's been brought up in conspiracy circles and investigated further. Have they successfully bombarded us with so many conspiracies and theories that we would overlook something as important as this? Trump's family received Nikola Tesla's personal, personal that I knew there was a connection between him and Tesla. I knew there was some sort of like technology, uh, technological connection there. I just couldn't make that connection immediately. I, knew, I, I thought it might have been Tesla. So Trump's family received Nikola Tesla's personal scientific research. It was immediately brought to John Trump to be interpreted when Tesla died. So if we go down the rabbit hole, in 1943, as the technical aid in Division 14 of the NDRC, Trump reviewed and analysed the papers of Dr. Nikola Tesla when Dr. Tesla died in a NY hotel. The research was completed on behalf of he, Alien Property Custodian Office in Washington, D.C. During 1942, Trump... Don, uh, this is John Trump, by the way. This is uh, not Donald Trump. Worked alongside Alfred Lee Loomis. Trump became secretary of the Microwave Committee, a subcommittee of NDRC. The director of the Microwave Committee was Alfred Lee Loomis, the millionaire sci uh, physicist who decided to create a laboratory. Alfred Lee Loomis assisted in developing the atomic bomb as part of the Manhattan Project, which is interesting because we have the Manhattan Project connection there. We know all about the Manhattan Project through previous episodes. He invented the Aberdeen chronography for measuring muzzle velocities, contributed significantly, perhaps critically, according to Luis Alvarez, to the development of a ground-controlled approach technology, technology for aircraft and participated in preliminary meetings of the Manhattan Project. Very interesting. Alfred Lee Loomis helped build the first cyclotron. 
a March 1940 meeting at the University of California at Berkeley concerning the planned one, uh, 184-inch cyclotron seen on the blackboard. Interesting. The first cyclotron was patented by Leo Slazard, who also worked on the Manhattan Project. He was present when this was achieved on December 2nd, 1942. He worked for the Manhattan Project's Metallurgical Laboratory on aspects of nuclear reactor design. Okay, so here's when CERN comes into play, and we all know about CERN, the Hadron Collider at CERN, which is a nice little connection. The invention of the first cyclotron led to the invention of the Heidelberg cyclotron. How did I come to this conclusion? The Heidelberg cyclotron was proposed in 1932 by George Gamow, a Nazi uh, physicist. Guess where George Gamow frequently visited? The same place where they gathered to develop the first cyclotron. This is how the Germans were able to build their own. Gamow worked at George Washington University from 1934 until 1954, where he became a visiting professor at the University of California, Berkeley. CERN was established by Prince Bernard, and this was all a revenge plot against Nazi Germany. Ooh. After World War I, Bernard's family lost their German principality and the revenue they had, which accompanied it. But the family was still wealthy, and Bernard spent his early years at Castle Reckenwald. Could be butchering all this, by the way. Don't quote me on this. Prince Bernard gathered scientists to scour Germany to retrieve all of his research on the Heidelberg cyclotron. Prince Bernard helped from the European Organization from Nuclear Research. In the aftermath of World War II, this report, Prince Bernard financed a private investigative force of over 200 former British and German intelligence operatives to scour Germany for all documents and scientific literature related to the Heidelberg cyclotron agreed to form and finance the European Organization for Nuclear Research, which is CERN. Prince Bernard, a former Nazi, was co-founder of the Bilderberg Group. Ooh, interesting. Prior to World War II, he was a member of the Nazi Party of Germany and writer SS officer, whose main slash central duty was securing Western nation funding for Waffen-Nom which is German Army Weapons Agency, scientific projects, most particularly the Heidelberg Cyclotron. Okay, now we go on. In 1954, <laughs> the co-founder of the International Bilderberg Group, which has not met annually since then to discuss corporate globalization and other issues concerning Europe and North America. This is specifically why the Bilderberg Group was founded and created CERN. The convention establishing CERN was ratified on September 29, 1954, by 12 countries in Western Europe. These are 200 scientists who scoured the, uh, Germany for Prince Bernard's research on Heidelberg cyclotron. I hope you guys are understanding the implications. Back to John Trump and Alfred Lee Loomis. Loomis was responsible for inventing the K-complex. K-complexes have two primary functions. First, suppressing cortical arousal in response to stimuli that the sleeping brain evaluates not to signal danger. And second, aiding sleep-based memory consolidation. Memory consolidation? He also pioneered techniques for EEGs. Working with Ed Edmund Newton Harvey, he co-invented the microscope centrifuge and pioneered techniques for electronspholography. <laughs> no idea what that is. This guy worked heavily with brainwave states. He understood. And it valued the importance of brain's frequency. Everything is connected. I hope we're seeing the bigger picture. 
who else has gone down this rabbit hole? That's actually quite interesting. So he is basically proposing that time travel is scientifically possible. and There's a lot of connections between Trump or John Trump's family and things like the Bilderberg Group and CERN because he worked with the people that were in, in courts with them, which is quite interesting. He also suggests that time travel is scientifically possible. So if John Trump's access to these technologies that Tesla had perhaps gave him access to a time traveling device, you never know. Maybe he's been traveling through time and editing the patterns of history for Trump to be the president now and to be coming in as the Antichrist. Ooh. Now that's an interesting thought. And that leads to another rabbit hole. 100%. I mean, you have the whole thing with CERN. I know a lot of people would argue that CERN is just a massive psyop to scare people. Yeah. But at the same time, they are smashing particles together and you have the whole like interdimensional thing at the minute. It, there just seems to be some sort of interdimensional, multidimensional, multiverse obsession in popular culture at the minute, doesn't there, really? Like you have Into the Spider-Verse, which is basically about in it's basically about CERN really like the smashing part uh, particles together and then they create like different dimensions to reports and then different dimensions get pulled into this dimension you know and is that like what we're seeing play out at the minute you never know mm-hmm. and is time travel possible through like particles and stuff like that and movement possibly interesting. well interesting well, this is how far the rabbit hole goes, where research is done in depth to see if this thing is possible with time travel. And have you got any more, anything more to share regarding this episode about Mr. Donald Trump? Not really, not really. Honestly, like, I, th- I think there's so much going on. And I think the only thing we can do is wait and see what happens in the next year or so. I do think he's a very prominent figure. I think it's very controversial. I think it's very polarizing and significant in some sort of way. And I think we're going to see something quite big happen. Quite big happen. I also forgot to mention as well that um, about the whole thing with Donald Duck and Donald Trump. Mm. So, you know, there was, there was the whole meme like back in the day of like Donald yeah. Duck. If you turn him upside down, he looks like Donald Trump. Yeah. Is that by design? Is Trump, is Trump one of these figures that has always been in the script and just has to be has to be there? And that's perhaps why, because he's the Antichrist and he's going to come in be the false saviour. We'll time will tell, I guess. Time will tell. Yeah. We'll just have to wait yeah. and see. Yeah, time will tell indeed. And, you know, that's why you sent me that Donald uh, Duck gift to me yesterday before we started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't try if you get it or not. I won't try if you get it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Donald, Donald Trump. Yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah, that's all from us. This episode, I hope I find some value on it. And, look, you know, Donald Trump, as we know, decisive character. But, like we said before, time will tell to see whether we have whether we predict right that he is going to be the next president if he is 
And if, you, if you're from America, don't get emotionally invested in the politics. You know, just continue living your life day by day. And for those living oh, in well. the rest of the world, you know, the same to you as well. Just live your life day by day and just don't get distracted by it. Fact. It's all about neutrality. That's, yes, no 100%. Yes, that's it. And thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week. Some good things coming soon. Take it away, Trump. That's it. <laughs> this is the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, saying thank you so much, okay, for tuning in for this episode of The Occult Pod. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and also comment because it helps the algorithm. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, go to at the occult pod underscore 13. That is for Instagram and Twitter. And have a great rest of your day, okay? Thank you so much.